You are now listening to A Monster Rancher's Guide to Summoner's War. Here are your hosts. Welcome to A Monster Rancher's Guide to Summoner's War. I'm one of your hosts, Ken, a.k.a. Lightstar777 in Summoner's War. And I'm here with my great friend of over 13 years. Hi, everyone. My name is AJ, and my gamer tag is Aztec Olmec. We are going to be discussing all things Summoner's War, runes, mods, and everything in between. Maybe you'll learn something, hopefully have a lot of fun, and as always, Thanks for joining us. Now let's listen to two geeks talk about monsters. Da, 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 da. It's the Ken and AJ Show. The Ken and AJ Show. What show? Ken and AJ Show. No, that's all wrong. You're right. I regret the things I said when I was angry. <laughs> welcome, welcome, summoners. This is the Aztec Olmec, and Aztec. I have the Olmec. Lightstar 777 with me. Hello, Summoners! So, welcome to another episode. That was episode. modeled after Hello, Dolly, by the way. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> Hello, Summoners! <laughs> Hello, Summoners! Well, we have a great show lined up for you. We're definitely going to talk about the Hall of Heroes. Um, I believe it's the Dark Barbarian King. What's his name? Harangnia. What? Harangnia. <laughs> Harangnia? Like, what? Harangnia. <laughs> so, yeah, him. Hall of Heroes is that guy. The Dark BK. Which is a really ridiculous unit um also we're going to be talking about our fate of these our particular sky islands and what aztec got for his swc 2019 scroll 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 scrolls um yeah i'm like i was watching um you know schizophrenic gamer Drew Bagel's channel, he was like, there's a possibility that, you know, it could be the Dark Samurai. And then I just stopped everything and watched that video. Um, just cause, you know, that's one of my one of my all-time favorite monsters to get. And he was like, I'm just saying possible. This is not like set in stone, this is not from contours. But wouldn't it be nice if a Dark Samurai, since it's definitely going to be a dark monster, would be Hall of Heroes? And I said, yes. <laughs> yes, it would be. But it turned out to be one just as useful. Now, you got yours the old-fashioned way, by getting a scroll and summoning it, right? Which monster are we talking about again, just to clarify oh. for those oh. who might not be in the know? The Dark Barbarian King. Yes, Dark Barbarian King. I knew him, Horatio. Uh, <laughs> yes. I got him from an L&D scroll back in the day. Awesome. And, uh, you know, he is uh, part of my storage defense force, or SDF, as I like to call them. SDF. <laughs> The SDF has several lapis eye, um, which is the plural of lapis. Yeah. 
in case you weren't aware. Lapis Eye. Um, because the game is tormenting you through me by giving mm. me um, all of the Lapi while you can never get one back again. Sure can't. Fed the one um, and never again. So awkward. It's okay. Um, however, uh, but yes, um, Barbarian Kings, I have... Uh, the wind, I have the water, I have the fire, I have the light, and I have the dark. <laughs> so, I have got all the BKs, so I can have it my way. <laughs> now, uh, do you, do you, what, what are you, where are you seeing yourself using the Dark Barbarian King? Like, arena, absolutely. And what what is it about his kit that you're that you're loving for that? Um, I don't know too much about his kit, which is a, this is probably a good time to look up his. Um... Oh, here I I have it right up here for Harungnir. Wait, pronounce that name again, because that is Harungnir. <laughs> that is a mouthful. <laughs> Harungnir. Um, so his S1 uh, attacks the enemy and inflicts continuous damage. Um, mine is not skilled up at all, so he is uh, for one turn with a 50% chance. S2 throws an axe and stuns the enemy for one turn with an 80% chance um, and disturbs HP recovery for two turns. And then is S3 enrages and attacks an enemy target and you instantly recover a turn and prevent this attack from going on cooldown with a 40% chance. Um, and when it is on cooldown, your attack speed increases and you recover 10% HP every turn. So, I mean, what's great is every time you use Frenzy, you have a 40% chance just right out of the gate that it will just reset itself and you'll instantly recover a turn. So basically, it's like a 40% chance of unlimited attacks. Yeah, so, so it's, it's basically like, like having its own violent <laughs> rune set. You, well, you read my mind as usual because we've been friends for so long, we can, we can do that. <laughs> That's his name. Rangnia. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you definitely read my mind. So um, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm definitely thinking Arena now, like even more so. Right. I mean, the thing is, he is amongst the many thousands of uh, monsters in my uh, my uh, storage defense force, or SDF, as we like to call it. Well, are you, since you already have one, are you considering building a second one or feeding this one to... You know, that's a great question. You know my monster collecting habits, so... <laughs> I do. Um, I will probably, most likely, just... Um, I will get as many extra as I can get. 
Okay, I hear because you. Because I always, I always value having more, and then I'll just keep them in storage, and then if I decide, I mean, here's the thing: as great as his kit really is, yeah, for, um, for the. Oh, I don't know. Um, for the, you know, unlimited turns at a 40% chance, it's also, um, I mean, I can't see him replacing everybody on a team that I would normally have, so. Okay, that makes sense. And I mean, I don't, I don't mean like, oh, everybody, like he has to be able to replace my whole team, but. You know, at the same time, you know, you're talking, you know, somebody who, I mean, if you took two spots of an arena team, right? you know, one, that's not a world arena team. So, I mean, you are doing it for just regular specialized arena team, you know, um, aside from that, you know, then you have the fact that, um, you know, I mean... You're, you're giving up, like, two slots for somebody who's kind of a luck-based mechanic. So, I mean, I could see how you may not, you know, you may not delight in having just completely luck-based mechanics. <laughs> I got you. So, um, that usually brings us to our next uh, topic, which is... Um, you know, say the Sky Island, and we started on um, last episode by talking about the um, SWC 2019 scroll, which I finally got because you know, grinding away and such like that. So, refresh my memory. Which one did you get from that scroll? European, and I got a dupe of one of the twins. That's right. So, I went for Asia Pacific, and I got... Did you get your Perna? I did not. Because <laughs> you didn't open it when I was around. I did not get Perna. I did not get Sierra, which I really wanted. Um, I definitely got a fourth Lushen. What? You have... No, no. You have the dream... I do know Four Lucian is like the ultimate, you know, just team of I don't care what kind of defense you brought to the table. <laughs> ignore defense. They ignore no, me I mean, like girls did in high school. Like, <laughs> there there are there is a lot of merit to a completely Lucian team. Oh please run it run it down. I mean, okay, for one thing. Lucians are very fast, right? Yes. They usually will attack before uh, anybody else. Mm -hmm. And just imagine arena team of four Lucians. Like, would you be able to outspeed four Lucians, even mediocrely ruined? Exactly. Not normally. <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. Which means if you had four Lucians on a team, 
you would be the team to beat. Just saying. Well, I'm so glad because I, I had a toss-up between my third fire cannon girl and a fourth Lucian, so... No, you made the right decision. Okay, awesome. I mean, at least in my humble opinion, because I would be the kind of jerk that would build my fourth Lucian just to torment all of the peoples of the free earth. Now, remember, I take your opinion very, very seriously, so I appreciate that. Thanks. Good. But, I mean, I, I even think on something like Giants, yeah. you could get away with a four Lucian team and a fifth. If you just had four Lucians and a defense breaker... Oh, yeah. Could you imagine how fast you would scroll through? Like, I mean, just... You'd have, like, an almost no-delay team. Like, that's... I mean, my God, that would be such a speed team. And for Lucians, you might even be able to get away with that for Necro. Hmm. Hmm. Only because it's, what, eight hits to, to shield break? Yes. So, I mean, each Lucian would be hitting, like, four times with their S3. So, I mean... That's pretty legit. I'd be down to build that fourth Lucian. Okay. That's just me. Now I'm feeling good. Man, I can't even get. I can't even get a third Lucian. <laughs> well, get every twin under the sun I was duplicated. Little, I was a tad on the hesitant side about getting a fourth one, but dude, now, nah, man. I, I, I think that's pretty, pretty dope. Yeah, Matt. So, oh, even better. Um, another one of our good friends and players of Summoners War. Her gamer tag is Leo and Danny after her cats. Managed a nice Nat Five pull of Ganymede a couple of days ago. Nice. So applaud. I, I should build Ganymede someday. You should. <laughs> you should build Ganymede someday. And Samantha, you know, both of your fairy kings that you have just holding up your storage there. But, you know, what what would my storage defense force be like if I well, used these since monsters? No one's attacking your storage box. You don't need storage defense. Don't know that. <laughs> there. Oh, uh, Everybody wants to touch my storage defense. <laughs> That's the hot hot ticket area for arena combat. So, in order to enter the shortest episode of What Should Lightstar Six Star Next, it should be any one of his two fairy kings, either Ganymede or Samantha. Not, not Aegir, the uh, Water Barbarian King, not, not the uh, Dark Barbarian King, since we're talking about him. Not my, my beautiful, sweet baby, Homunculi. Nope. Not, Fairy King. It's all about the fairies. The King of Fairies today. I don't know. That's my... And, and, 
smart. And why people. why should cooldown guy be the next one? <laughs> no reason. Um, just because you have him and he's you know just hanging out, wings all folded back and such. You know. He knows what he did wrong. Yeah, a whole lot of nothing. Oh, oh, you, he'd like you to think that. <laughs> he would. He knows. He knows what's up. But, um, I don't disagree with that mentality because, again, the, uh, as we noticed with the, as you say, the Summoner's War Championship scrolls. Yeah. That anybody who was regularly playing could get. Yep. Um, we did notice that um, Samantha and uh, Ganymede both were highly featured. Yeah, definitely. So I suppose I should not be complacent in the fact that I have both. Yeah, you should and be I happy. Should probably two different fairy kings. That's awesome. But, you know, there again is, uh, you know, it's the part of the game that I'm most currently wanting to improve. I mean, aside from getting a consistent auto team for uh, Hall of, or um, Trial of Ascension Heroic. Right. Because um, I keep getting stuck at certain levels, like the Chow level. Yeah. Or not, not Chow. Whoever Dark uh, equivalent of Chow is. Oh, you mean the Dragon Knight? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I forget his name, but um, yeah, Dark Dragon Knight. Um, yeah. But that level, I feel like I keep getting stuck on both sides. Um, but very ironically, sometimes I see Ganymede used to help clear it. Anyways, maybe I'll level him up. I don't know. He sits in shame in his corner. Um, I was just looking up Harangnia's uh, cooldowns and that, the Frenzy, which is his uh, his cooldown one with the 40% chance. Right. You can get down to every three turns. And... Uh, 20%? So you can uh, stun the enemy with a 100% chance on his S2, right. usable every three turns when fully leveled. And you can get a 60% chance for uh, harmful uh, continuous damage when he's fully leveled up on his S1. Really? But also the ability will do an extra 30% damage, so... So pretty, pretty good kit overall. Yeah, I'm really shocked that they would give such a good unit for Hall of Heroes. I mean, honestly, the last maybe five Hall of Heroes have not been too spectacular. I mean, what? last month was a light jack-o'-lantern. I mean, yeah, great, thanks. Have you read his kit? Which one? The light jackal enter. Nope, I sure haven't. So how do you know he's bad? Well, in my opinion, the only jackal enter uh -huh. that is super helpful is chilling. Uh huh. However, let's do that. Let's see. If yeah. This... Why don't we do that? 
I'm going to laugh when we find out he's like the pocket unit that everybody wishes they had. But he was given to everybody, so everyone has him, yeah? Only if they were able to clear two levels of it. <laughs> Good point. Hey, no offense, back when I first started, I couldn't clear two levels yet. of all of heroes sometimes. So, Light Jack Lantern. He has a passive called Long Waiting, becomes immune against inability effects. Also, your attack power is increased by 20% for every beneficial effect on you. Your attack speed increases proportion the number of harmful effects granted on yourself. Which means he gets faster the more dots you put on him. And he improves on your positive dots. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Keep, keep going. Ghost appearance calls upon the wandering souls to attack the target four times. Each hit has a 30% chance to cast one random effect among increase the target's chances of landing a glancing hit. Weaken the attack power or disturb recovery for two turns. This attack will deal so it's more... it's like Lucian's S2. Hmm. And it will scale on your attack speed. Which means if you have a lot of debuffs and he's super fast, then it's going to do better. Okay, so you've kind of convinced me to not take the status quo and actually read some of this. I, mean, I thought that you of all people would know that <laughs> there's a lot of pocket monsters that, you know, are really good that, you know, are off-brand, you know? Tell me about it. It might not be the, you know, the signature ones that everybody has, but you and I both know that you can make a really good team with subpar characters sometimes. Yeah, that's one of the unique things about this game is that potentially any monster with a decent kit is usable. And I think we were, you know, on our balance patch um, episode last time, and we were talking about just that, that one or two or three units shouldn't carry you through the whole game for the rest of the life of the game. That's going to get really stale. Um, these balance right. patches and these buffs and nerfs and such like that, while annoying at first, are, I think, really good for the longevity of the game. Yeah, agreed. Because, no offense, but I don't want a game where I could just get four units and never have to worry again and just walk through with the same things over and over and over again. And then just be spending time spinning my wheels, getting the yeah. same thing. Yeah, trying to get the you know those two or three units that are gonna you know carry me through, and then kind of neglecting all the other work I did. Yeah, I hear you, man. Which uh, is why, like I said, you know, dice magicians and things like that. That you know. Yeah. Dice Magicians, even though they're kind of <laughs> literally based in RNG, but they can be completely unpredictable, which is good. You want to keep your um, opponents guessing. True. However, that's a team I really want to build up. My beautiful, beautiful Dice Magicians. 
Captains of the SDF, one and all. <laughs> Storage Defense Force, in case you all forgot the past five minutes that I have a Storage Defense Force. I hear you. But, um, no, like, that's, that's the thing. To me, like, that's why I was somewhat perplexed by your immediate disdain for the the Hall of Heroes last time because he's not terrible. He's not bad. He really isn't. I didn't even check out his kit and I'm kind of glad that you told me so he doesn't, you know, sit in my SDF <laughs> to, to steal your your term outright. Um, so I might even build him up. I'm getting swift, of course, because, you know... I'm getting swagger jacked like... right now. What's that? I'm getting swagger jacked. Oh, yeah. Totally. Okay. Right, right in front of your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Um, uh, yeah, so I am. I may even consider putting some speed runes, on, um, some swift runes on him and seeing how well he does. Because I'm, I'm sounding. I'm just for that kid, I'm thinking Arena. Um, you know, with especially with all of the. Uh, Rikas and other daughters out there that would be so happy to try to burn good old Jack-O-Lantern to death. So, <laughs> so why not? Let's see what um what he would what he would do in those situations. Because I mean, could you could you imagine? I mean, just think about it, right? Twenty percent for every beneficial effect. Yeah. And guys, I I know we're going back in time here on the way back machine. We're talking about <laughs> last month's Hall of Heroes, but like. 20% for every active beneficial effect increasing his attack power. So, I mean, just think about if you had a Bastet. Right. And you have, you know, any of these other buffers. I mean, if you get four or five buffs onto him. Right. Onto Misty, you're going to have over 100% attack power. Like, that is pretty awesome, if you ask me. Yeah, totally. So I want to hit you with a um, a left field question, really quick. And this has nothing to do with the game per se, but all about the music, the um, you know, the score of the game. You know, beautiful and um, epic and sweeping. Yes. <laughs> it honestly kind of reminds me of the, the theme music to the first Monster Rancher. Um, what I kind of want to do is um, do a little bit of research on not only the in-game music, but um, during the um, 2019 championships, they had a exclusive song called "Let the War Begin" by um, YNR, which I am not familiar with at all. So, um, mm. not only what did I really kind of actually like the the song a lot, especially just due to the fact that um, it had the subtitles, so I could actually, you know, read along to the lyrics and kind of sing along to it. Uh, yeah, that was your, pretty nice. What is your opinion on like overall like these um, music projects and just like the overall sound of the game? Um, I enjoy all of the in-game music and the sound effects quite a lot. Yes. Um, 
I, I wish for only one thing mm -hmm. when it comes to the sound design in the game. Mm -hmm. And that would be that... Um, that it would be a little bit more varied in the combat sounds. Okay. So, like, I feel like in terms of combat sounds, it gets a little bit flat. You know, it's like, I don't know if you've listened to it, like, when you're fighting somebody, but it tends to be, like, the same, like, you know, kind of sounds over and over for every attack. Yeah, that I agree with. I would enjoy, because, like, you know, the short and all of that, like, really set up the whole, you know, getting a different, you know, sound, so to speak, and all of that. You're talking about the animated short and the, um... Yeah, the yeah. animated short. Totally. So, yeah. I, I think that was really cool, the way they had it. Um, but... I don't know. Like... I would like kind of like that, like where every every ability had its own unique kind of sound and this kind of life to it that really, you know, gave you an impression of like, oh, okay. I mean, it gave you a reason to want to have the sound up, like, you know, to be like, oh, yeah, I want to hear all of those cool, you know, those cool things but you know then it's like you actually get into the game and sometimes it's like i mean it's great don't get me wrong but it's like it's like yeah what i would really um consider um like just for example there's five versions of each unit you know maybe some variation between like a fire um we'll just say barbarian king just because you know Hall of Heroes, like, there should be some type of sound difference between you know, the fire one and the water one, or the water one of, and the, you know, the dark barbarian king, just because having five units, you know different attributes, they literally sound the same, you know same voice actor for all five units I think that might be a consideration um <laughs> I really like the phoenixes I guess bird calls or bird cries, like when they do their attack. I just, yeah, exactly. I just seem to um, to enjoy those, especially um, when they're defeating an enemy. But um, I think um, I want to kind of, I don't know if we can make this a segment or whatever, but talk about the actual production, you know, of the game because that's one of the reasons why people stick around you know the art style the sound design the music mm -hmm. things that we kind of overlook in a game um but you know maybe subliminally attract us back to it because since summoner's war has been um released there's been i don't know how many other gotcha type games that have been released and i'm sure they're taking a lot of the good ideas from summoner's war and implementing it in their own games but what I've seen is a major step up in, you know, graphics. I mean, obviously phones um, within the last five years have stepped up their, you know, their graphical intensity. But I'm noticing a lot of different gacha games are really ramping up the, the visuals and the sound design to compete right. with the more established ones like Summoner's War. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree. That seems like there are a lot that are trying to... And I mean, I think this is in any field, in any capacity, they will um, always try and emulate what they feel is working in some of these games. So I feel like... Um, I feel like Summoner's War, the fact that they are copied so much is something to their credit that, you know, you know, that they're clearly doing something pretty great, you know, and Absolutely. I mean, and the fact that, you know, I mean, there aren't many games, if any, that I've seen where people were saying oh i came to this game because of the art style yeah. like and that's rather unique that you know it's for a lot of people it is the characters it is the art direction and the art style that informs their decision to play the game and i think that's that's rather cool like you know how many games can can boast that that they have you know they have, you know, their fan base because of, you know, their art direction, their art styles that they've adopted. So yeah. I think that's that's rather cool and rather interesting. Well, when I, you know, sent you that link to the game, well, actually, uh, you know, what are some of the things, at least graphically, or at least from a visual aspect, that stood out? Um, I liked the somewhat, um, cel-shaded kind of, you know, art direction. Like, I liked the color palette. I liked, I liked the character models. I liked, yeah. I liked all of that. Um, so just to follow up with that, I mean, just to answer, you know, the pose of question that I just posed to you to myself I kind of like the mix of kind of cutesy 3D sprites and like more I don't know like even the dragons I know this is going to sound fun even the dragons are not super like scary you know what I mean they still almost have a of a kind of a cute um, almost a chibi kind of style to them you know, so hmm. it was like a, a little bit of a mix between, it wasn't totally like, you know, like, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's right in the middle is, is what I'm trying to say. It's not completely one thing. It's not super, right. it's not super hardcore and edgy, you know, um, cause I don't know. It's, it, I kind of like that balance between them. You know, there are cute characters like raccoonies and there are like more hardcore looking characters like the dragons. So there's like this whole range, and um, what I really liked is the I don't know it was just like attention to different cultures. Like in this game, there's you know um, North culture, there's Egyptian culture, there's you know so many different cultures are represented, you know, on an equal playing field, you know, by way of the the character designs. And, you know, I, I don't know, I, I thought that was, like, very cool. 
like someone had to do a lot of research in mythology of all these different cultures in order to implement all of them into this game seamlessly. Right. I I agree completely. Like I feel the way they integrated like real life mythology into some of the characters and all of that was just like another layer of you know direction that they you know that they thought of that you know others may not have actually considered like you know it's like you know you don't see like as you say like gotcha games as they call them you know the ones where you know it's like oh well we just want you to click on the pretty things and we want you to to buy some stuff and we want you to buy as much stuff as we can get you to buy before you know we pretty much close up shop like um very ironically i'll tell a very quick story about that is um one of the one of the first games I kind of came to start watching or start playing, um, it informed my decision to even buy an iPhone because at the time the game was only available on iDevices and not okay. um, not Androids. Um, but it was. It's essentially a, it was a game that, you know, it was based on G.I. Joe and, you know, pretty much it was like you were these card games and, and in these cards, like you could move around a map and you could... Man, it's been so long since I played. So, like, you would move around the map, and it costs you energy to get around the map, and then your cards would basically attack the cards that you'd come up on. So, like, you know, the you know the bigger people that you would find, like, you know, could get you through the levels quicker. But, you know, in the standard format, it was, you know, it was the fact that you had to pay like you know that oh you'd get people to want to pay to have more energy so that they could refresh you know okay and i'll i'll never forget right before the game shut down like they had this huge promotion selling these packs and everything else and literally a week maybe three days after they they had this promotion where they were selling all these uh, in-game items and all that. Right. They pretty much announced that they were going to um, shut down the game. Oh. Like, and that they weren't going to refund anything that they had just charged people for. That is and underhanded. A little bit. And... I guess, like, that's the thing. Like, I've never felt anything even remotely like that from Come To Us. Like, I feel like, you know, everything is... And I mean... Everything feels so much like, you know, on the level. It's like, you know, 
okay, you're going to get this percentage chance of of getting a nat five, you know, and everybody knows that. Doesn't matter what scroll you're buying, you know, unless it pretty much says you are going to get a nat five, period. Right. That that scroll is not guaranteeing you anything other than a good time looking at some spinning lights and maybe a little lightning. <laughs> you know. Um and I mean I guess I guess I like that, that you know I mean I could see where, you know, if you were playing the game like nonstop all day, every day, where you could get, you know where you could definitely feel like you needed to spend energy and you could spend crystal. And I know there are whales in every game. And for those that don't know, a whale is somebody with deep pockets who pretty much tries to buy their way to the top of a game. Like, and I get it. Like, this game, like any other, could, you know, could do that for somebody. Like, where, you know, if you spend enough money you know, on scrolls and things like that, if you have enough crystals, if you have enough of everything that you can farm, you know, quicker than somebody else, like, and get better runes and get better everything, like, you could, you know, be better at the game, so to speak, you know? Um, but, I mean, I feel like even amongst that, like, it doesn't really affect my day-to-day play in the game you know yes, whereas exactly. I mean, in some other games free to play aspect of this game which is totally fine with me right and i mean and i feel like even if you're free to play you have just as much luck like kind of getting back to you know a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the you know the four person arena amongst the influencers right. uh you know, and how even one of them doesn't have a Molong. But I have a Molong. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, by by his standards, you know, maybe I'm in a better place in the game than he is, you know. And, and I feel like that's the thing, like, you know, is, you know, even... Even if, you know, you are an influencer, even if you are somebody who, you know, has played this game much longer than me, like, by random chance, I might just open my, you know, scroll for my, you know, my Trials of Ascension, and I might get a monster that you've been dreaming of getting for years, you know, and... I guess that's like, you know, a part of where I'm at with it is just, you know, like, that's what's very unique about this game to me is like, you know, yeah, you might progress faster than me, you might, but like, that unit alone, maybe that unit is like, you know, like Ganymede, like, if I actually built up my Ganymede, like, maybe that could be a unit that completely changes everything about the game for me and like puts me into a whole new arena category or something like that you know i mean and that's the thing like and you know i don't feel like i've ever been obligated to spend money in the game to have that same chance that you know anybody else could just starting out like um 
you know, we've known people who had barely been playing the game for five months and they got a Camilla, <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, and that's the thing, like, that's the kind of luck, like, there's a reason, like, both, uh, AJ and myself both are very fearful about, uh, starting a secondary account because we are both convinced that as soon as we do it, we will get the monsters that we both desire most in our baby accounts 150%. and then we will cry. There's, I am just not going to start a baby account. If that happens, I'd be super crushed. <laughs> yeah, if I got an Artamiel in a baby account, I would literally stop playing my primary account and, and only build that account. It. You know, fusing your variables like again it, and such. I, I would do it. I would just be like, yep, you know what? Watch me now. <laughs> I would be, I'd be so happy, but so crushed all at the same time. At the same time, definitely. <laughs> but so. I mean, but I guess that's, that's, you know, getting back to what you said, like, that's one of the biggest things that has made me, you know, love this game is that, you know, you can get nat fives that can help you to get to like you know the middle of the arena board like even if all you have is fusion monsters like i yep. feel like that's still enough that you could you know you really could between fusion monsters and the ifrites that you can get from you know the guild shop or even the ancient magic shop like free to play you can potentially get six different nat fives of different attributes and not necessarily have to spend any money, just have to put in the time in for the grinding. I mean, Sean B showed us that video where he made a TOA normal team of all free-to-play monsters. You know, Lulu. Sigmar yep, Lulu, Sigmaris, Lauren. Oh, I forgot. Oh, crap. Anyway, but regardless. And he did it in did you forget? two weeks. Uh, obviously, he has more time to grind than we do, but um, it is possible. It is possible with free-to-play monsters also to complete um, at least to a normal, you know, Trial of Ascension normal um, with free-to-play monsters and you know net fives that are available to everybody. Yeah, I mean, agree completely. Like, I don't feel like you have to be any one thing or another to to actually you know succeed in this game to some level you know so yeah that is um that's pretty profound I, I like having these conversations I mean strategy and progressing the game is great but I like talking just about the game about the art design about the sound design, about what makes this game great, besides the obvious, you know, progressions throughout it. So, I mean, I hope that was cool for you guys, but, um, we're gonna sign off. Lightstar, anything that you wanna say before we sign off? Just keep summoning, just keep summoning, what do we do? We summon and summon. That is true, that is a integral part of the game. We definitely summon and summon some more. So that's about it for us for another heart-quickening, pulse-pounding episode of A Monster Rancher's Guide to Summoner's War. This is Aztec Olmec, signing off. 
This is Lightstar777. Thanks for listening. Thanks a lot, everyone. Have a great one. Tune in next time. Same summon time, same summon channel.